the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm an American. And I believe in American ingenuity and hard work, unlike my friend here, Cam Brady, who believes that everyone should live in rainbow land. Okay. I'm referring to a 13-page doctrine written by Camden Brady called Rainbow Land. I think anybody that writes about the redistribution of wealth sounds like a communist to me. Am I right? Hold on. It is the simple story of a teddy bear giving a pot of gold to a leprechaun, okay? That's right. May I read from page seven? Please come with me to Rainbow Land, where unicorns are made of fudge and cotton candy, and everything is free. It's a fictitious place. Rainbow Land, it's fiction. I guess we're all idiots, according to Cam Brady. I didn't say that. I did not say that. Hey, hey. I do not want to live in Rainbow Land, and you can't make me live in Rainbow Land! This is America! You do not have to live in Rainbow Land. You can go to Rainbow Land. It does not exist. It's a fictitious place. I was eight when I wrote it. It's It's right here in his communist manifesto. I won't go to This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. You know what? I opened up with that uh, scene from the campaign about Rainbow Land, and because it describes what we're seeing in uh, government this week, as well as last week and the week before. And you know the song, Tom Petty, even the losers get lucky sometimes. You know what? I'm looking for a good, a good song about losers not getting lucky. You know what? Because New York City, obviously, there's too many losers, and this time they didn't get lucky. You know, uh, for those of you that aren't that aren't paying attention, which is most everybody, maybe not our listeners. So, just so you guys are clear on uh, on the perspective here, you know, New York City is uh, New York City had Amazon. You know, the company that's taken over the world, the company that's putting all the uh, all the uh, retailers out of business. The company that's uh, that's putting 
Scott, they put they affecting your business? Uh, no, not at this point. Well, I think they're impacting every brick and mortar business actually to an extent. We just don't know to what extent, but I'm sure we're being impacted. <laughs> Absolutely. That, you, know, you know what? I don't. You know, I didn't buy uh, my kids' bikes at a at a, an Amazon because they don't put them together. No, they haven't got to that point yet. Yeah. So uh, yet. so Amazon is uh, offered was thinking about moving their corporate offices from Virginia to New York City. They're t- talk about bringing in 25,000 new jobs, $3.75 billion into Queens. Are you sure you guys want to go to Queens? A couple rich fellas like you should be in Manhattan. Say the Waldorf or the palace. The palace sounds good. Take us there. No, I want Queens. And we're not rich. We're ordinary African students. Whatever you say, pal. What part of Queens you want? Take us to the most common part. That's easy. There's one thing Queens has got a lot of. It's common parts. Yeah, Queens is not the nicest area of New York City. Uh, I didn't spend very much time in there. We go, Don and I go to New York City about once a year and just screw off for three or four days. We're going in April this year. Uh, I think we went in April last year, but we're going in late April instead of early April because it was cold last time so uh but you know what queens is i think we may have gone through there with the double decker bus and uh saw some things but uh you know it's uh it's not the nicest area of queens and they were gonna bring the corporate office of amazon the new ruler of the world into queens bring 3.75 billion per year Per year of, you know what? How does that affect the neighborhood when you bring in three point seven five billion dollars of of uh, of uh, money into a neighborhood that's not really affluent? Well, it's huge, Ed, and it's not only those jobs, but it's all the jobs that are created as a result of those jobs, right, Ed? Because uh-huh. what do they say? What is it? One for one manufacturing job, you're basically creating like what another eight or ten or whatever that whatever statistic you want to use for all the things that those people buy. Yeah, yeah, because once that job is in place, then those are the people that are paying to live there. Those are the people that are paying for housing and grocery stores and entertainment. So it really has a domino effect. So yeah, New York really kind of screwed itself on this. Yeah. One. So uh, so the city so the city and state of New York was off. Amazon, who is going to spend $27 billion in 10 years in tax money to bring that tax money to the to the state, the state and the city. They offered them a 10% discount, so they were basically giving them a, a $3 billion reduction in fee, reduction in taxes to bring their corporate headquarters to Queens. And apparently you got a bunch of loser, idiot Democrats that don't know how business works, that don't understand anything about business. Um, and the uh, uh, they just don't know. They don't understand. And, you know, and there's a bunch of politicians that said, wait, 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 we're giving them $3 billion. That's not right. Listen to how stupid Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is. I mean, it shows that everyday Americans still have the power to organize and fight for their communities and they can have more say in this country than the richest man in the world. The, the city was paying for those jobs. So frankly, if we were willing to give Amazon three, if we were will, willing to give away $3 billion for this deal, we could invest those $3 billion in our district ourselves if we wanted to. We could hire out more teachers. We can fix our subways. We can put a lot of people to work for that money if we wanted to. Hey, guess what? You can't put those people to work because you don't have that money. 
That money was just a discount on money that was coming in that you guys don't have. You also can't create the jobs that they were going to create, and you can't bring in the income tax money that those jobs were going to create. And if you listen to that clip longer, she talks about how the people around, were gonna, they were going to see an in, increase in housing prices. Hey, you know what? Would you like it if the value of houses in your neighborhood went up? Well, yeah, and it's because people are employed and they can actually hopefully afford to live there. That's kind of how things work. Look, as a small business owner, I'm not a big fan of Amazon. I'm not. I see where the direction is going. Everything is going automated. Amazon will rule the world at some point. Hopefully, Ed, you and I will be incoherent in a nursing home at some point before that happens. But Correct. but I will say I, I do enjoy watching the left eat itself because you have Mayor Bloomberg, uh, another idiot, who's just freaking out about this because he just lost billions coming into his city coffers. Gazillions. Oh, my like, God. Because the billions are just the, the first part. Plus the uh, plus the income tax, plus the sales tax, plus the uh, value of the homes, and then all the people that are live there are going to be refinancing and pulling equity out of their homes to buy other stuff. You know what? That's the kind of stuff that turns a whole economy around. That kind of influx of jobs from uh, from a company with unlimited amount of cash. He's got to be. He's got to be. You know, shooting him. He's got a. He's got a bullet hole right in the top of his foot. He just shot himself. Well, somewhere. No, the, and of course, the biggest fundamental question, AOC, how do you pay for all the free stuff? How do you pay for all this, Ed? Where does that money come from? Hopefully it comes from somebody that's rich. Yeah, well, the money to pay the jobs. teachers and the cops and the subway repairs you're talking about, where does that money ultimately come from? The government doesn't create wealth. I know. It they doesn't. Don't. It distributes it, but it doesn't create it. This is the problem with the Democrat Party mm. taking their lead from idiots. Mm. And uh, hey, she's a 29-year-old bartender, but now she thinks she's a... Uh, She's uh, got an MBA in uh, in economics. She does not know. Hey, she makes a good Bloody Mary, though. So anyway. So anyway, we got off on that. We didn't do our intro yet. So for those of you that don't know who we are, my name is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender located here in Southern California, offices throughout Southern California, uh, you know, doing business in California, Arizona, Ohio, Texas, and Florida now, soon to be Nevada and many other states. Um, if you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And one last time, day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to talk, but you don't want to go, but you don't want to talk on the phone, you want some information, but I don't want to talk to him yet, uh, go to wccloans.com, put in, uh, check, uh, click on looking for a loan, click on apply now, give me as much information as you want. Put in how much information you want back, and you'll hear back from and tell us how you want us to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you, so we'll talk to you by email or text or smoke signal, or we'll call you after you're not at your job, and uh, you can actually talk. Or maybe you'll give us your phone number after we tell you, yep, what you're thinking about is quite possible. Regardless, WCCLoans.com. If you want to hear some, some of the, something that's said today that's uh, repeated, EdHoffman.net has the podcast page where you can uh, listen to this show as well as several uh, uh, past shows, download them for free uh, on demand, or you can get the uh, podcast on demand at SoundCloud or iTunes, and you can subscribe for free, have it download to your your computer, your your phone, your iPod, your iPad, your mini pad, your maxi pad, your whatever. So anyway, anyway, uh, for those of you, I didn't introduce Scott yet. Scott McAfee, uh, owner of uh, Don's Bikes in uh, Rialto and Redlands and soon-to-be. 
Uh, we're talking about other locations now. I don't want to say anything on the air, though. All right. I don't so, want to get too people so just, uh, you know, coming soon to a bike path near you. There you go. Uh, Scott, welcome back once again. Ed, it's a damn dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. Yeah, we do. So it's uh, it does it does make it more fun and a little. Uh, you know, Scott's uh, Scott's Scott and I uh, bounce off each other. I'm I'm more. Uh, he's a little bit more polished, and I'm a little bit. Uh, I'm the I'm the ragged edge you know, of, our, of our duo. The funny thing was, I ran into somebody at a gas station. I had my Don's bike's car, and they go, "Oh yeah, you're the guy on the radio." I said, "Oh yeah," and he said, "You know, Ed is like a sledgehammer, and you're like a surgeon." And I'm like, "Ah <laughs> uh, yeah, you are you are a, you." You know what? You talk about being politically incorrect. But <laughs> I think I think there's certain certain language that comes more natural to me than mm, you. Okay, fair enough. So uh, that guess I guess you're more you're more ready. <laughs> it's a good for prime balance, time. Ed. I'm the I'm the not ready for prime time, and you are the closer to ready for <laughs> mm. prime time. So uh, so hey, you know we had a whole outline for our show that our uh, our uh, show prep girl uh, Brooke put together, and then Trump went on the made a speech this morning and declared a national emergency. Um, I listened to the speech this morning. I thought it was great. Um, he laid out apparently we're not going to get what we uh, what we want out of the budget deal, and apparently, in front of whether he signs it or not, because as of Friday morning, uh, he hasn't signed it yet. Um, but it's not what he wanted. It's not what he wanted, and he's just declaring a national emergency. We're going to build the wall regardless. Hey, you know, if we go and get it from Congress, we're building it anyway. I promised it. We're going to do it. It is a national emergency. The uh, the the uh, he brought on. He had some angel moms there. One of them, Zach, that will actually play in a couple minutes, is from Rancho Cucamonga, and uh, I don't know where the other one was from. I think she was from Maryland, somewhere in the back east. I want to I want to say Maryland, but it might be a new. I forget. Anyway, um, but one had her uh, uh, her daughter killed by uh, by. Um, illegal aliens and one had a husband and uh and he brought him brought him up and said hey you know what this isn't a manufactured crisis and and they stood up and held pictures of their of their of their loved ones that had been killed by illegal aliens for no reason for no reason and i thought it was a good speech i thought he laid it out he was strong um we didn't have time to clip it because just this morning we clipped a couple things but um he he was good. He said, "Hey, this is what we got to do. This is why we have to do it." Um, there's all kinds of nonsense going on with uh, with the Democrats, where they you know they don't want to they don't want to get behind this. And I promised the American people that we were going to do this, and we're going to do it. Um, do you have any more comments on? Uh, on Not the really. Itself? Other than I just still love his style. I mean, it's a very direct, matter of fact. Let me just tell, let me just cut out the BS and tell it like it is, kind of style, and it's it's kind of appealing. I may not agree with everything that's on the spending bill. Maybe if we have time, we can talk about that. But but it was a good speech. I'm sure we speech. I'm sure we will next week because we'll, yeah. well we'll talk about it a little bit in a few yeah. weeks. But uh, we don't know exactly what everything is. It's 1165 right. pages, and they gave everybody about a day and a half, including sleeping time, to read it. I'm sure there's probably speed reading geniuses. Hey, you got these 10 pages. It's got 20 pages. It's got, and they go through it and look for gotchas. Um, I know as of uh, Thursday night, they were saying, Hey, we're looking to see what kind of stuff they hid in here. And uh, before we sign, she go, unlike uh, what Sarah Sanders said, unlike, uh, unlike some other people in, in politics, we like to read it before we sign it. So uh, see what we're signing. Uh, some good parts were after his speech, he took some questions. Let's hear the first one. 
Let's go. Let's hear it, NBC. Clinton. Thank you, Mr. President. I just want to say, when, uh, in the past, when President Obama tried to use executive action as it related to immigration, you said the whole concept of executive order, it's not the way the country's supposed to be run. You said you're supposed to go through Congress and make a deal. Well, you can see that you were unable to make the deal that you had promised in the past and that the deal you're ending up with now from Congress is less than what you could have had before a 35-day shutdown. I went through Congress. I made a deal. I got almost $1.4 billion when I wasn't supposed to get $1. Not $1. He's not going to get $1. Well, I got $1.4 billion, but I'm not happy with it. I also got billions and billions of dollars for other things. Port of entries, lots of different things, the purchase of drug equipment, more than we were even requesting. In fact, the primary fight was on the wall. Everything else we have so much, as I said, I don't know what to do with it. We have so much money. But on the wall, they skimped. So I did, I was successful in that sense, um, but I want to do it faster. I could do the wall over a longer period of time. I didn't need to do this. But I'd rather do it much faster. And I don't have to do it for the election. I've already done a lot of wall for the election, 2020. And the only reason we're up here talking about this is because of the election. Because they want to try and win an election, which it looks like they're not going to be able to do. And this is one of the ways they think they can possibly win, is by obstruction and a lot of other nonsense. Uh, and I think that uh, I just want to get it done faster. That's all. Yeah, I think he was uh, back in your face. Yeah, it was it was a great response. And, and as, as we just said, a lot of the details on this bill remain to be seen. There's some bad things in there. And there are some people that are calling for Trump to not sign it. Uh, there's provisions in there that apparently allow certain municipalities, certain mayors, they have to give approval where they want a, a border wall in their city or not. Well, that kind of screws us in California, doesn't it, Ed? Uh, yeah. It's, well, God. I don't know about the mayors, but we certainly Texas are. is fine. We're kind of hosed. They're all going to just come right through California, Ed. That's what this means. Yeah, well, if the high-speed rail ever gets finished, they'll have high speed. It can They can come over through uh, through uh, San Diego and jump on the train and go straight to San Francisco. How about Yeah, the, how about the Tijuana to San Francisco <laughs> high-speed rail? Oh, they will. We should fund that. Yeah, somebody, okay. somebody should. Hey, right. Mexico will pay for it. There you go. One way or the other. And then uh, let, then he uh, he called on Jim Acosta. This is a good one. Yes, Jim Acosta. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I, I wonder if you could comment on uh, this disconnect that we seem to have in this country where you are presenting information about what's happening at the border, calling it an invasion, talking about women with duct tape over their mouths and so on, and yet... There's a lot of reporting out there. There's a lot of crime data out there. There's a lot of uh, Department of Homeland Security data out there that shows border crossings at a near record low. Uh, that shows us, un still, undocumented immigrants me, committing crime at lower levels. That shows undocumented criminals or undocumented immigrants committing crime at lower levels than native-born Americans. Um, what, what do you and say? You, to, don't, you don't really believe that's that. Do you really believe that? What, what Take well, a look at our federal I believe, I believe in facts and statistics. Okay, and more quick. Let's go. Let me just ask you this. What do you say to your critics who say that you are creating a national emergency, that you're concocting a national emergency here in order to get your wall because I, I you couldn't get it through other ways? Bombs. What do you think? You think I'm creating something? Ask these incredible women who lost their daughters and their sons, okay, because your question is a very political question, because you have an agenda. You're CNN. You're fake news. You have an agenda. Uh, the numbers that you gave are wrong. Take a look at our federal prison population. See how many of them 
percentage-wise, are illegal aliens. Just see. Go ahead and see. It's a fake question. You know, it's interesting, Ed. I did look up that question. It shows, depending on what you believe, somewhere between 25% to a third of people in federal prison are here illegally. That is a staggering number. Even if it was only 10%, I'm like, okay, that's still staggering. That means that means we should be locking the border down right now, even, even if it's only 5%, Ed. And even if they commit crimes at a lower rate than American citizens, I keep hearing that one. What? So let's say it's half. That that alone, we don't need any more crime, right? We don't need crime, and and you know the money they they think it's going to cost for the wall. How much is it going to save in prison costs? Well, not only prison costs, but everything else: healthcare costs, educational costs. Um, when I went to the emergency room, it's full of illegal aliens. Well, I'm just I'm just guessing. It could be wrong. Could be oh, wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the illegal immigrant. Oh, okay, whatever. Um, so yeah, there's a huge cost to this. That's not being factored in. And yes, Jim Acosta, he doesn't have to live around it. I'm sure he lives in a nice gated community somewhere and his kids probably go to a private school and he doesn't sit in the waiting room along with me uh, in the middle of the night in the ER when I have to get medical care for some reason. He doesn't deal with it. Nope, he doesn't. He doesn't deal with it. And, you know, they don't he doesn't see the cost. Maybe he cheats on his taxes. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't care where his tax money goes. I'm sure he's highly paid and uh, maybe he doesn't care where his tax money goes. But uh, I do. Uh, so after uh, after Acosta spoke after the after this, the angel moms, the two two of the angel moms uh, hit up uh, uh, Jim Acosta and got in their face a little bit and told them that hey, Trump is exactly right. This is a problem. And one of them is named uh, Agnes Giveny. Um, that she's from Ranch Cucamonga, so she's here local. And uh, she actually lost her son, and she got in uh in uh Acosta's face and then he's doing a broadcast and had her in the background and actually let her speak some of these folks came up to me right after this press conference was over some of these very nice ladies here and they're holding up these pictures of these loved ones who lost their lives uh, ma'am you were just telling me a few moments ago this happened to you as well yes i'm a legal immigrant my family came to the right channels and this is my only son ronald da silva who was murdered by a previously deported illegal alien we need to secure our borders to protect american citizens president trump is completely correct on this issue we need to protect this country Okay, and thank you very much for sharing your story, ma'am. I appreciate it. Yeah, and then he went on to pander about, you know, he's he was basically certainly backsliding because he was embarrassed to be saying the things he wanted to say in front of people that had lost family members. Sure, and I, I'm gonna I am gonna give him credit though for actually putting her on the camera. I am surprised. I'm actually shocked because this is a story that CNN and a lot of the left wing media does not want you to hear. And I remember I got I have a master's degree in counseling psychology, Ed, and one of the things I remember distinctly from my education was they listed, you know, what are the top most stressful things you can go through as a human being, and in the top ten were things things like divorce, things like loss of job, uh, very, you know, terminal illness, that sort of thing. But I remember, Ed, the top of the list was death of a child. Nothing worse. I, and I can't imagine, and you can't imagine as a parent, that's about that's about one of the worst things that could happen to you. And and I think until that happens to you or, or Jim Acostas, maybe somebody you know, that's when all this talk becomes real. You really have a master's degree in psychology? I do. Did you know that? I did not know. I have a bachelor's in psychology and a master's in clinical psychology. So, yes. <clears throat> there you go, Ed. Maybe that's why you're the surgeon. I'm the sledgehammer. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a college dropout like Steve Jobs. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I can tell you for a fact because uh, uh, I'm married to a woman who lost a child, and it wasn't to an illegal alien, but it was to cancer. Mm. And I will tell you that I've known since the day I met her 
um, eight years later that there's a part of her that's missing yeah. uh, because it died and, and the parent never gets over that. You sure. know, they get to where they can tolerate it, where they can deal with it, but they, they never get over it. Right, and that's horrible no matter what the circumstance, but with cancer, at least there's nothing you could probably do. This is a senseless death, a senseless death that Reagan and Carter and Clinton and Obama, they, they all could have prevented this, all of them. Uh, but now it's an issue that fortunately Trump's at least taken head on. Yep, exactly, and he's not going to be back down. When we get back from the break, we're going to talk about the stuff that we were supposed to talk about uh, on our outline when we uh, this morning when before we uh, started before we had when we had our uh, our plan our show planned, and uh, we're going to talk about some of the things that are in the in the bill that Trump will either sign today or they won't, and today being Friday, so you're listening to us on Saturday. So we'll uh, by the time you listen to this, you'll know whether he signed it or not. And uh, but we'll talk about some of the things that are in it that you may or may not know, and uh, we'll talk about uh, some of the some of the backlash that uh, he's getting from the other side. But uh, first, you have to listen to five minutes of uh, of traffic and weather and commercials and sports uh, stuff that doesn't interest any of you guys. But listen to it anyway, and we'll be right back with part two of the main event. And welcome back to the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital, your local direct mortgage lender. We don't talk about uh, real estate or financing on this show very much because uh, most of you probably feel it's uh, boring unless you're in the market. But if you're in the market to buy a house for yourself to live in, for a vacation home, for an investment property, or for one of your kids or uh, your brother-in-law who's uh, been living on your couch for the uh, last uh, year and a half, um, and you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. 855-640-2020. And one last time, day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. The, uh, you know, we all sell about, you know, everybody you finance with, everybody, we all have the same basic uh, products. We all have the same basic rates. We all get our money the same place. The difference is um, who's taking care of you. Who's uh, thinks like you? If you hear someone that thinks like you and you want financing, uh, call me or go to wccloans.com. Uh, if you if you're just joining us on in the studio with me, as of quite often, my sidekick, Mister Scott McAfee, uh, owner of Don's Bikes, the greatest place to buy a bicycle uh, on the <laughs> on the face of the earth, uh, as long as you're near Rialto or Redlands. Great to be back in the house, Ed. All right. So I bought one. I bought one for my granddaughter, but I wasn't either way. But you delivered it to the radio station, so that was easy. Mm-hmm. So it was was really was really good. We my- will deliver. We will deliver. All right. You will really. We're like Amazon. Damn straight. We will. Hey, uh, Uber. Uber. Just log on to your Uber Bikes app, <laughs> and they'll uh, they'll deliver it to your house. So uh, before the before the break, we were talking about Trump's speech. We were talking about how stupid. Uh, uh, Democrats are and how they they just screwed themselves out of out of uh, a gazillion dollars in uh, New York by uh, pushing Amazon out. And you know what? You know you had mentioned, hey, as a as a business owner, you don't like what Amazon's doing, but is there anything we can do about it? Uh, well, that's a good question. I mean, for me, if you want to ask that question as a business owner, what we're attempting to do is be, become better online real. Uh, uh, resellers ourselves mm-hmm. to be to become better online, have a bigger online presence, and it also means that we need to focus on things that Amazon can't do. Like we were talking about during the break, it's the customer service, it's face to face interaction. Amazon hasn't been able to duplicate that yet, so that's one thing that that small business owners still have going for us for and, now. For and, now, but technology technology is coming on us. Yes. And- 
and it's you either learn to adapt or you get out of get out of the way. This is true. And uh, so if that's if that's the case, hey, you know, there's a whole bunch of jobs coming to your town. All you got to do is give a little discount on taxes. Uh, you know what? If they just cut the taxes, a lot of businesses would come to their town. So, and all the regulations are so he- so heavy duty that you know the a lot of the smaller companies can't afford them. So you got a big company that's coming in. Get out of the way. Let it happen. So anyway, let's talk about. We've been talking about the uh, the spending bill that may or may not have been uh, signed by now, and why Trump uh, declared the state of emergency. Um, some of the things that are on the bill: three he's got three hundred and thirty three billion dollars. Uh, one point three billion is going going for the new border barrier. So for the wall, we wanted they wanted uh they wanted uh five point seven. We don't know for sure if Trump really wanted a couple of billion or what he wanted. But you know, having read uh, the art of the deal, um, I think if he wanted five point seven out of this budget, uh, he very well may have only was only was maybe only looking for two. So I don't know. I I don't know, but uh, what his plan is, but. He's going to get everything by, you know, and and probably one point four billion plus the money he has, will will use up for the next year because you know uh, when when the uh, the courts tried to stop the the uh, the travel ban from the Muslim co- countries, they took it to the Supreme Court and it took about a year till the Supreme Court said yeah he's got the right to do this, and but it took about a year so a year from now when they're running out of time we're running out of money for uh, to con- continue the wall it's about the same time that. The Supreme Court will say, yeah, he's got the right to do this and make it happen. Well, yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because you know damn well they've already got that judge picked out and ready and ready to go, right? Yep. Whoever it is, some judge in some obscure district. <clears throat> Why the judges have this kind of power to block a presidential order, I have no idea. I have no it doesn't make any sense to me. But but you know that person's already waiting in the wings to make it yeah, happen, and, Ed. And one thing we one thing we also know is that we have a new attorney general this week. Uh Bill Barr is our new was confirmed as our attorney general on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So we have a new attorney general. So maybe the attorney general will actually do his job and maybe uh control those guys. We'll find out. We'll I'm find ass- out. I'm assuming. Okay, more stuff in there. Uh money for technology, port infrastructure. Uh, customs and border protections. The administration could hire as many as 1,200 new border patrol officers. They get $100 billion in technology funding aimed at stretches of the borders between ports of entry as as another $112 million for aircraft and sensor systems, which is all great technology. See, to me, this is a bunch of crap we really don't need at. I mean, look, if you've got a wall, you need actually fewer border patrol agents. Doesn't that make sense? Yep. Yep, it's just like, hey, if you have kiosk in McDonald's, you need fewer pimple-faced uh, high school kids <laughs> taking your order. But you know what? Uh, until they, till the minimum wage gets to fifteen dollars, some of McDonald's just aren't. Some people aren't doing it yet. But it'll happen. It'll happen. So uh, they've been, they've been. Uh, the Democrats have been calling on a solution for the border crisis. After that, five hundred sixty-four million dollars aimed at beefing up scanning. Ca- uh, capability at ports where the majority of drug smuggling and human trafficking occurs, but will it work? Who knows? Uh, there's a soft cap on ICE detention. This is what I don't understand. Yeah, They're, they want to reduce the the facilities that that uh, Immigration Customs Enforcement has to house detainees. That that makes no sense whatsoever. If those facilities are already in place, why would you? Why in your right mind would you want to reduce them? That's like saying, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna reduce the size of our prison by like 
30% or whatever. Well, what does that mean? That Where are those people going to go? Well, that means you have less capability of housing criminals, right, Ed? Yeah, and, and they're saying, hey, you know what? Uh, Trump wants to put kids in cages, and they show a picture from the Obama Obama uh, uh administration time when there was some kid laying on the ground behind a behind a chain leak fence and hey he's putting them in cages well that wasn't during the trump time and uh they're giving them basic day camp day camp beautiful clean facilities there um that you'd be proud to send your own kids to for camp for a couple of weeks um and you know and what's what's a massive government funding bill without a whole bunch of pork here's what else is in the bill a federal pay raise. No, really? The bill reverses a federal pay freeze instituted by the Trump administration last year. Government workers will see an across-the-board 1.9% pay increase. Federal workers in some areas with high cost of living, like Washington, D.C., where most of the swamp lives, will get a raise uh, up to 2.2%. Uh, I don't know. Um, hey, we're, uh, we're drowning in debt. We can't afford to pay for the stuff that we need, much less the stuff that every that uh, the Democrats are promising. And so let's just stop giving pay raises. You know, we closed the closed the the government down partially. It cost thirteen and a half billion dollars to have people doing nothing to save five point seven. Somebody in the government doesn't know how to do math. Well, not only that, Ed, but it's an obvious problem when the person in in government actually makes more. If you look at the averages, than people who work in the private sector, well, you know, because they're able to, to to what vote on their own pay raises effectively. Exactly. And this is another example of that. The bill also provides a billion dollar increase in Census Bureau funding. You know, those people that come to your door and say, "Hey, you didn't mail in your census. Can you tell <laughs> me? Can you tell me how many people live here?" How many people are under age 12? How many people are under age 21? How many people are this? Can you but tell they can't me ask you... if you're here legally, though, Ed. Yeah, they're, they're not allowed. But we need to make sure that we do a study on everybody. Does it matter? You guys still think 11 billion uh, illegal aliens are in this country, but they've been coming over a million, dollar, a million people a year since the 1990s, and we're still saying 11 billion or 11 million. I think it's more like 40 million. Um, so, uh, so we, we, we spent a billion dollars on that extra. We got a billion dollars, which is 21 million above the Trump administration's request. Uh, so with the 1.375 billion of money going into heavily restricted wall funding, the president has to declare a national emergency. Sorry, Speaker Pelosi. But it's important to note that when the president declares this emergency, first of all, it's not an emergency, what's happening at the border. It's a humanitarian challenge to us. The president making an end run around Congress. Here he said, let us respect what the committee will do, and then walks away from it. Oh, that's that's good to know, Ed. I thought it was a big mess. She actually said it was a humanitarian problem. It's not a uh, it's not a crisis. Ed. Yeah, but you know what? We don't want to talk about humanitarian about oh. uh, you know passing bills that let you uh, do abortions till you know the day of delivery. Don't get me started, Ed. No, I I I don't. I want to get. I could. We would use up the rest of the time that we have today. Um, both of us. By declaring the emergency, the president gets access to funds from other government agencies to build the wall. There are about eight billion dollars are coming from uh, Treasury forfeiture front, uh, two and a half billion from the Department of Defense. 
um, with White House over the last. Uh, so the, the Department of Defense has been consulting with the White House over the last few months, according to Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney, my hero. Uh, they committed three and a half billion from the military construction budget and then filled the remaining gap from the drug interdiction account and some smaller funds. Speaking of which, did you hear what Ted Cruz is proposing? They take all the money that they seized from El Chapo to pay for the wall. It's like twenty five yeah. billion, Ed. Yeah. Why don't, why don't they do that? <laughs> I don't know why, don't they? They have the money. Why not? Wouldn't that what, be ironic? What that gonna, would be one way of Mexico paying for the wall, right? Yeah, why don't they? I, it's, a, it's amazing to me that this is not serious. No, it is. It should be taken seriously. So anyway, let's talk about the green new mess. Um, so let's go on to uh, <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's Green New Deal. We've been talking about it for a couple of weeks. I just haven't covered it that much because, uh, I don't know, we had so much else to talk about in so little time. Uh, Democrats continue to let the 29-year-old socialist taking over their party, AOC, run uh, run around the East Coast trying to sign up support for the Green New Deal. Uh, you know, we call it the Green New Mess. What exactly is the Green New Deal? Even Nancy Pelosi doesn't know. What Politico asked her this week if it would uh, take would be part of the Democrats' climate change plans. Here's her response. She says, it will be one of several or maybe suggestion that we receive. Uh, Nancy Pelosi said the green, the new green, the green dream or whatever they call it. Nobody knows what it is, but they're they're But they're for it. Right. Uh, it's moronic. Well, yeah, it's not based on reality. And it's funny because you see a kind of a split again within the Democrats. They don't want to acknowledge how stupid they've actually gotten. And the fact that they've let this gal in, and she's, she is, I believe, a very powerful individual, probably one of the most powerful politicians in the United States right now. But but the, I guess the question for me is, this is this going to drive people? How stupid does the left need to be to drive more common sense people over to our side of the aisle? I, I don't know how yeah, stupid yeah, it's how, got to get. How, many, what do you, how stupid do you have to be before... You guys that just hate Trump, um, just say, you know what? It, this just doesn't make any common sense anymore. Listen to some of this stuff. The Green New Deal resolution, a 10-year plan a ten year plan to mobilize every aspect of American society at scale not seen since World War II to achieve the net zero, net zero greenhouse gas emissions and create economic prosperity for all. Uh, it will move America to 100% clean renewable energy. In 10 years. And where's that coming from, Ed? I don't know, but okay. there's a whole bunch of people in the oil, <laughs> in the oil industry and in the coal industry that are going to be out of business. Okay. Create millions of families supporting wage union jobs. Well, there's a whole bunch of people in the oil industry and in the coal industry and the, and the car and the, and the car production industry and a whole bunch of industries are going to lose their jobs, but it's going to create millions of family supporting support family supporting wage union jobs ensure a just transition for all communities and workers to ensure economic security for all people and communities that have historically relied on fossil fuel so it's going to ensure that no one loses their job well how do you do that i don't know ensure justice and equity to for frontline communities by prioritizing investment training climate and community resiliency economic and environmental benefits in these communities. Yeah? How? Build on uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt's second Bill of Rights by guaranteeing a job with family-sustaining family and medical leave, uh, vacations, and retirement security. How's it going to do that? High-quality education, including higher education and trade schools. Clean air and water and access to nature. That's that's a good one. It's going to give everybody clean water and nature and access to nature. <laughs> Healthy food. <laughs> yep, we're going to ban junk food. And if you listen to Cory Booger, um, we're, people just aren't going to have access to beef. 
you know what? Them are fighting words in my eyes. Uh, you know, you take to get my gun away from me before you get the beef away from me. They'll take your steak out of your cold dead fingers, Ed. Exactly. <laughs> high qual. Everyone's gonna have high quality health care. We don't have that now. Yeah. So why would you think? Why would you think we'll have it then? Safe, affordable, adequate housing. Okay. Where's that coming from? Economic environment free of monopolies. I like monopoly, by the way. It's a fun game. But yeah, but it's yeah, but free of monopolies. We're gonna we're gonna ensure that the little guy can compete with the big guy. So that's keeps the monopolies. How are you gonna do that when it's too expensive to do business? Last one's my favorite one here. Yeah, except here's the this is the favorite one. <laughs> Economic security for all who are unable or unwilling to work. Count me in. Where, hey, where do I sign up for this, Ed? I don't know. I want I want economic security. I just don't think I want to work anymore. Then you're guaranteed that paycheck, according to this. It's funny because I guess this thing got taken down like pretty quick because maybe people actually started to read it that have half a brain and go, huh? Yeah, exactly. What is this crap? What it, What is this crap? You know, does any of this stuff make any sense to anybody? Uh, I, I don't understand. And then yet another uh, Democrat senator you barely heard of entered the race for the run for president 2020, Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota. Uh, and she announced her uh, she announced her her uh, her candidacy uh, in a in a blizzard. Um, so she's and she's making a larger point about climate change. I don't know. Global. Global warming. Oh, they don't call it that anymore. Ed. Don't you remember they changed the name to climate change? I know. So. So it doesn't matter whatever the climate. So if there's a rainstorm or a sunstorm or it's really hot, it all proves there's climate change. <laughs> yeah, because climate does change, in fact. Ed, and it would be really dumb to be talking about global warming standing in a freaking blizzard. Don't you think? I th- I think. But you know what? I, I used to, you know, this has been going on for my 57 years. Yeah. My mom told me it was called seasons. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know, in the winter it gets cold and rainy and snowy and depending on where you live. And in the summertime it gets hot. And uh, in okay. the spring, in spring, the flowers, <laughs> happens. the flowers come out, you know, uh-huh. uh, April showers bring May flowers. I remember hearing and uh, in the fall, it gets windy, good time to fly a kite and then it starts <laughs> to get cold and then we go trick or treating. Mm, you're making it sound way too simple, Ed. Uh, just seemed common sense for me. Okay. So, uh, so let's see here. Amy Klobuchar used the, the blizzard surroundings of her announcement to make a larger point about climate change. The next day, Fox's Brett Bear asked her to chime in on the Green New Deal. So I view this as a framework for discussion, but nothing that we are not going to reduce air travel right now. We are not going to um, get rid of all of these industries right now. We just need to start as a country seeing it as an aspiration to do better than we're doing now. Yeah, that's a uh, pie in the sky. And what does Klobuchar think of the economic security part of the plan? Probably the same thing most Democrats think, but uh, they're too afraid to say. Economic just, security for all who are unable or unwilling to work. Um, I, I don't agree with the unwilling to work. Well, I don't agree with any of it. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of it's interesting when she says we're not going to get rid of those industries right now. Well, when are you going to get rid of those industries? Like a year or two or five? This is this kind of stupidity is just dangerous. It's really dangerous, and she knows it too. She knows it. Hey, I'm I am under the I am under under the impression. That we will stop buying cars in the future when when driverless cars are coming up and down the street, and you just go on your f- smartphone and say, "Hey, I need a ride to to work," and it's two miles away, and some Uber driverless Uber car will come by, pick you up, and because there's no drivers, it'll be really cheap. It won't make any sense to buy cars anymore. I see that happening in the in the in the uh, in the future. 
Okay, I can see I can see it's coming on, but it's not going to happen in five years, and it's not going to happen in ten years. It's going to take a long time for us Americans to to stop driving cars. Well, we better do it quick though, Ed, because in twelve years the world's going to end, according to AOC. Uh, that's correct. That is, that is correct. So, uh, so you know, where does the where does the Green New Deal's now infamous reference to cows emitting methane? And we can't use the F word, in. by the way. Oh, yeah, we can't. Even yeah. though Rush did, but Dan says we, yeah, we can't. We don't we'll, rate. We'll call it bovine flatulence. It's, okay, that's like cow. Uh, that's a nice I, way of uh, saying it. Can't say. So, uh, the, in the frequently asked questions of the press release, which AOC is uh, has changed her story about a dozen times. First, it wasn't it wasn't real. Then it was another draft. And here it says, uh, I won't read the whole thing. You know, why 100 percent clean renewable energy, not just 100 percent renewal and and not just 100 percent renewable. Are you saying we won't transition off fossil fuels? Yes. And she goes into talking about uh, zero emissions in 10 years because we aren't sure that we'll be able to fully get rid of uh, flatulating cows and airplanes that that fast. Uh Yeah. Are you ever going to get rid of flatulating cows? Because, you know, if God didn't want us to eat animals, he wouldn't have made them taste so good. I think we should look into the cow flatulating filter industry. There's got to be a way we can filter that out. And and put it into a, a renewable energy car. Yeah. Power that. Harness the <laughs> the cow gas. Harness the power of, of, cow gas. of, of hay after it's been through a, uh, a bovine <laughs> processing center. <laughs> And amazing. So let's get to. Uh, we got about uh, six minutes left. Let's talk about one of the most one of the one of the most amazing things to me <clears throat> of what we what what I'm not going to say we, but what the people of this country put into put into course almost almost more stupid than electing AOC to Congress. It's only been one month since the most diverse Congress in American history was sworn in, and just one week since the freshman women of Congress made a big scene celebrating themselves. Uh, during the State of the Union, and yet it looks like Democrats have have a mounting uh, or have a <laughs> have a mounting list of reasons to remove over surprise, surprise the two Muslim women they got in got elected. The first one is Elon Omar of Minnesota, the one who wears the the hijab. Um, I bet you're just as shocked as I am to find out this woman has a long. Hi- Hold on, let me. I forgot to say it with emotion. I bet you're just as shocked as I am to find out this woman. Woman has a long history of anti-Semitism. That's Jew hating for the for those of you that don't know. This week she made headlines for tweets that implied she believes the American Israel Public Affairs Committee. I hope my sister in Pennsylvania is listening to this. Uh, the American Israel P- Public Affairs Committee (APAC) says Benjamins slang for money. For those of you that don't know what Benjamins are, that's Ben Franklin on the hundred dollar bill to uh, to members of Congress to be pro-Israel. Wait. She implied she believes that APAC, the American Israel Public Affairs Committee, pays money to members of Congress to be pro-Israel. APAC is a lobbying group but does not pay lawmakers money. Seeing they have a problem on his hands, Chucky Schumer took a break from whining about Trump and acting like a funny boy on the Senate floor to tweet this. Representative Omar, hold on, let me say it like him. Representative Omar, you know, some anti-Semitic stereotype with offensive and irresponsible. The kind of intolerance has no place in Congress or anywhere in American society. No one should invoke anti-Semitic tropes during policy disagreements. You know, I don't know how you take a woman seriously who, if she had a fruit ball on her head, would look like that chick on the Chiquita Banana label. You know what I'm talking about? 
I do. I I <laughs> uh, I grew up in the the Chiquita bananas, and I'm here to say. This banana box is filled with what? Lemons? Chiquita lemons? Yeah, I know Chiquita banana. You do? Okay. It's kind of an insult to the lady on Chiquita bananas because she she looks like she's uh, tropical or a South American, and, and she probably doesn't hate Jews either. And, and she's thin and probably probably considered uh, you know attractive lady with a big thing of fruit and and uh, but now we're. Now we're uh, comparing her with uh, Elon <laughs> Omar, who's a squatty-looking mutt. Um, that uh, I don't know. I can't. I'm try, I'm I'm at a loss for words for for some good insults. Okay, but uh, but um, Omar's history of anti-Semitism goes way back. Check out this tweet from seven years ago, which would be six years and 11 months before she became a congresswoman. Israel has hypnotized the world. May Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, uh, all you all you Jewish people out there that, that vote Democrat because we don't want women to have uh, rights. You know, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah, I think if you're Jewish and you vote Democrat in this day and age, you're just an absolute moron. We need to get your sister on the show, Ed, and find out if she's come to her senses yet, because this makes absolutely no sense. Uh, for And, of course, Bernie Sanders said, no, we should we should stand next to our Muslim colleagues. That's what Bernie Sanders said recently. Bernie, I'm more Jewish than probably Bernie is. I mean, let's face it. A lot of these people are Jewish in name only. Like, there's a lot of phony Catholics out there as well. That's uh, Ginos. They're huh? Ginos. Is that what you call them? Jewish in name only. Okay, that makes like sense. Rhinos, ginos. Did you just invent that? Or was yeah, it? I did, actually. Sweet. Good job, Ed. All right. Omar ished a half-hearted apology for the Benjamins comment this week, where she was brushing off brushing off the press who asked her about it. Um, we have a clip of her saying, hey, it's in my statement. It's in my statement. We won't play that clip because you can't hear it very good. Um, the quality is low, and this is a high-quality show, so we won't say anything about it. <laughs> It's not just Elon Omar causing problems for the Democrats. Another fresh new face of the Democrat Party, uh, Rashida Tlaib of Michigan, is proving to be problematic once again, one month after she was scolded by leaders for saying impeach the MFR in regards to the president. This week, we learned that Tlaib wrote a 2006 column for the magazine Final Call, an official publication of Louis Farrakhan. Is anyone surprised? Tell me it's not so, Ed. No, it's. Uh, I can't tell you that because it is so. So anyway, hey, we ran out of time. We had a whole, we had a, a handful of more stuff to talk about. Damn. I guess, we'll guess we'll throw that that dumb stuff into uh, dumb stuff because it's talking about what other Democrats have said. We'll throw that dumb stuff into the show next week. Scotty, thanks for uh, joining me on the main event. Ed, always a pleasure. And uh, for the rest of you, thanks for listening to the main event. And I'll, my name's Ed Hoffman. I'll be back again with you next week. The views expressed on this program are of Ed Hoffman and his invited guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747, NMLS 9873, and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. MB number 0937346. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.